Bibles tonight, just go to Exodus chapter 3. I'm excited. The Lord's going to do amazing things tonight. Right? Last week was awesome. The last two months have been outrageous. What God is doing. I'm just ready. Whatever you want to pour out at any given moment, I'm just encouraging you all. What ignites change? And I'm just encouraged by everything that happened over the last couple weeks. Um, all this stuff. How many were here? How many weren't here last week? A couple people. Anyway, just God has been doing phenomenal things. And uh, prophetically, as I watch what the Lord does, as I watch how He He speaks to us and releases. Uh, revelation and, and, and opens up things, I am in awe of what I just can expect from the Holy Spirit tonight. And every, any given day, um, as I went back on the 30th, I just went back to, to reaffirm we're taking the torch of awakening. Right? Yeah. George Whitfield, all, you know, he's the spiritual father of, of America, basically. And I'm just like, God, we need the fire from heaven. That's Amen. why I'm back to, to Exodus chapter 3, to have an encounter with the, the God who lights things up. And if, if we do not have a, a, an encounter with the God who lights things up, then we're really going to miss, we're going to miss a whole bunch of things. Because God in his providence wants to meet with you. In his entire being, he wants to meet with you. And he wants to encounter you more than you want to encounter him. Amen. And it was interesting as I was reading through Wesley's stuff because I came across the, the quote that says, Light yourself on fire with passion and people will come for miles to watch you burn. And then someone else said he didn't write that. He got that from someone else. Well, it doesn't matter. He, got, he made it famous. So, <laughs> But the reality is this is truth. We need to expect that God is going to light us up, ignite us, that we would be changed within ourselves, but not only just be changed within ourselves, he would bring us out amongst people in the earth to change the world, right? And so I just want to reiterate tonight the story of Moses and his encounter with God. And I want to back up before I even get into this because the, the background is what? That he was a, a prince of Egypt. He worshipped idols. 
He was in a, a whole place that worshipped idols. And he ended up murdering someone. He was a murderer. And he fled. And his past tainted him to hide. And in that, as he, as he was in the desert walking and, and tending to his father-in-law's sheep, he's walking on the backside of the desert. And he begins to, to just go up and through the mountains. And as he does this, there's a burning bush. We'll just read this, right? Chapter, chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock into the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, Now I'll turn, turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. And so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here, my, here I am. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And so he said, I will certainly be with you. Isn't that good? I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Father, I thank you right now for what you're about to do in these moments. Lord, let your spirit do only what you can do in these moments. And we just open our hearts right now. And Lord, we receive your word. And Lord, we receive your calling. And we receive the fire from heaven. And we engage with you in these moments. And we don't look at other things. <laughs> we focus we have divine focus right now. And so we take authority over anything that will try to come in and distract. Amen. Lord, I ask that the word would come with strength and power tonight. That the release of the Holy Spirit would come. And we would be changed on the inside. Yeah. Never to be the same again. Lord, let it be so. Right here on, in me and in the people around me right now. In Jesus' name. So I just want you to know that wherever God goes and he, he comes and invades your life, right? Because we, we see here that it, it says that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire. So it wasn't the bush burning. It wasn't as... Uh, some people try to explain it, that there's a some type of uh, oil that comes out of the bushes in the, in the desert over there, and that when it comes to a high heat, it actually burns into a flame. The other theory is this, that when Moses was bringing the people of Egypt across the Red Sea, that it was only six inches deep. But I'd, I'd have to ask you, and I have a problem with, what would happen to the rest of Egypt that drowned in six inches of water? <laughs> I'm saying that, that you can find that stuff on Discovery Channel. 
And we're trying to explain away the supernatural activity that God brings into someone's, into history. And we're trying to explain it away with nonsense. Someone studied so much that they're stupid. <laughs> but whenever God has a mission, and he's got a mission for everyone in this room, whenever God has a mission, he's looking for a man or a woman. He's not looking for angels. He's looking for men and women who will be courageous enough to jump out of an experience with him and do what he says. Amen. And he's looking for a man or a woman that will demonstrate his power and live in the fullness of who he is. And so we can have all the church growth techniques. Come on, they're out there. We can have all the leadership books from John Maxwell and, and whoever your favorite person is who's teaching leadership, and I appreciate all that. But what I am saying tonight is that the church, every one of you, God's waiting to encounter you. And when we encounter him, something happens on the inside that no book can teach us, only this book. That no Vimeo can teach us, that no YouTube video can teach us. I can learn how to fix cars through videos, right? <laughs> but I can't learn leadership. I can get principles, but I can't learn to be a burning lamp in a dark world. And the Lord's trying to raise up an army, right? I read a prophecy to you last week. He's looking for an army that encounters him, that goes to the place where we meet God, and he releases something fresh on your life. Amen. Amen. Before God can use myself or anyone else in this room, we have to encounter him. Amen. And I'm not talking about something in just a religious, we go to church, we clock in, we clock out. I'm talking about real live God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost in person. Amen. And the only thing that matters is that we build. And the, I think that the only thing that counts with God is that when we build on his fiery presence. Like he wants to build. A, he, wants to, he wants us to live out of a place of rest where the presence of God ignites outside of us and within us because we've met with him. And I was thinking about, it was so crazy how all kinds of prophetic things that I had 10 years ago are all coming like converging at one point, right now. Amen. And I had this, I had, it was my birthday, we were in Sturbridge, and I, I could hear, as I laid down to sleep, I could hear, like, it was like, a, a blacksmith shop where you hear the anvil and steel and I heard this sound and it was loud it was audible and I heard it in the spirit and I said God what are you saying and I wrote this down I, I just had to write some of this down because I you know you if you don't journal it you forget it and he said to me I'm reforming my church to reflect the image of what I've called them to look like 
And then I saw this. I saw tempered steel that the Lord created out of the furnace. And I have scripture to back this all up. Amen. <laughs> but the Lord is really looking for us to be hammered and forged to look like him. And here's what happened. He, he, he beat the steel until it reflected like she, when he looked in it, he saw himself, but it was you. Amen. And so I said, God, I need scripture for that. Amen. Isaiah 54 says, Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in fire, who brings forth an instrument of his work, and I've created the the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall shall con shall be condemned. This is the what heritage? This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me. Ready? First John 3, 2. Beloved, now we're children of God. It's not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. And we, as, for we'll see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself. Just as he's pure. So I'm, I'm, I'm in bed, and I'm hearing these things, and I'm like, God, and I'm, I'm reflecting on this tonight, today as, as I'm preparing. And I'm like, God, why is it all coming to pass now? Like, why are you positioning everyone in, in the, on the planet if you choose to? Right? Because we're going to make a decision at the end of all this. Are we going for it or are we not? I'm, it's every week. Amen. I just need to recondition my heart every week. I want to recondition our amen and yes every week. Amen. That, we, that we're going for it, that we're chasing after God, that it doesn't change because of circumstances, Right? Because here's what happened with, with Moses, right? He thought he was disqualified. He thought that because of the last 40 years and, and the rap sheet that he had, and he was a murderer and he was sent out and just sent away, that now he was disqualified. But everyone in this room has had things in their lives that may have caused some thoughts that you might be disqualified. But I'm here to tell you good news, that the Lord called you anyway, Amen. and he qualifies those who just meet with him. It's just Amen. the way it is. Amen. And God wants you to desire him so that he can come and see you and meet with you. Right? So when I desire him more than anything, he must show up. I'm telling you, he must show up. So what God forges and purifies will stand the test. And I'm telling you, get ready because, I, you know, the blacksmith, I heard it all. I heard, I heard the bellows. I heard the fire coming. I heard the fire coming and the hammer. Ching, ching. You know that steel, when the steel's hitting steel and it's on the anvil and it's being beaten. Why? Not because he wants to beat us. It's because he's trying to transform us into some, someone that looks just like him. And he wants us to reflect his image in the earth. Not just be good church people. Right? And so he takes someone and transforms them and then tests them. 
right? And so he's on, here we go, he's on the backside of the desert, and, and this is awesome, because he goes from the backside of the desert, and God shows him the future. Right there, he's going on the backside where he's been exiled, where he's been told, you're not worth anything, you're, you're a degenerating society, you, you're not, you're not, we don't want you around here. He's been rejected. And despite all that, he's walking and he sees, and God shows him and points to this. He goes, you'll go here to the mountain of God. And every one of us have to have vision for where God is bringing us. You hear me? It was right from the get-go, right before he had even turned aside. He had already seen it. Yet it wasn't spoken to him until after. Are you hearing me? It says that he's walking from one place to the other, and he looks and he sees, our, sees the mountain of God, Horeb. And it was there already before him. His destiny was right beside him, and he didn't even know that he was destined there. And so the Holy Spirit's trying to get the attention of the church. He's trying to get the attention of every person. That we've looked to him. That we depend on him. Amen. That we'd have an encounter with him. That the man of fire would show up in your room. Yeah. It would show up in your church. Amen. That he'd show up in the places where you least expect him. Yeah. That he'd show up wherever you are. And, and you would encounter him in a fresh way. Amen. And none of us have anything unless we walk with him who's the author, right? And the finisher of our faith. Amen. This is what I want, I want you to see. Because he, he had already... He had already walked through his past, and, and his past brought him to his future. We don't understand that sometimes we're walking in a place that we don't understand that's already bringing us towards our future. And we think things were bad, and things were messed up, and, you know, we were, we're broken. This, you know, whatever's going on, God's bringing us into a place where he's showing us our future right before us. And so he wants to pull away a veil. Right? And so when you, when you encounter the person of God, when you encounter who he is, it brings us into a transition. He wants to move us from a life of just being average to a life of being absolutely supernatural. Amen. And then it says this, he turned aside. And I want you to just get this, because if we give our attention to the fire of God, the things that I've expressed to you over the last few weeks, right? The Lord is giving us a, a, a mantle. We'll just call it a mantle. He's giving us a mantle for awakening. He's giving all of New England a mantle for a new season of awakening and revival. If we Amen. choose. But it's a, it's a question of do you choose that? Do you really want it? Or do you want to just sit down and, and just... <laughs> We'll have life, love, church. We'll be happy. We can be happy and just have church. I can't. Amen. I can't. Amen. Amen. And so here's what happens. He, the, the flame of God comes. The angel of the Lord appears to him. And as the angel of the Lord appears to him, he, it gets his attention. And what I'm saying is when God's fire begins to manifest in our midst, when he begins to really come on strong, 
When things begin to happen and you notice, it's a noticeable, something catches your eye. Something opens your mind so that you can hear and see in a greater way. And you want to be able to turn aside. You want to be able to turn away from whatever you've been distracted with. All the things that have maybe attacked your mind in the past. And God wants to turn you to himself. Because honestly, we can, we can live a life that we're constantly doing things for God, and it's not even Him. I promise you, He's looking for us to give ourselves to a place where we notice Him. God speaks when He has our attention. That's really clear. He speaks when He has our attention. And our lives have to be giving him attention, a place, always, always, always. So he's trying to get our attention. He's trying to get the church's attention, right? To turn aside. He said this in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3. He said, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Spirit, of the, now the Spirit is the, now the Lord is Spirit. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What's he saying? Paul's reflecting. Actually, he's talking about Old Testament. He said, you know, they didn't want to see the glory on Moses. And we've got a whole church that doesn't want to see the glory got a whole big church that doesn't want to see the glory of God. We're happy with doing just status quo and we're happy. But I'm telling you, God is trying to pull us into a closer place where the fire of God is revealed and we go towards it. We don't run from it. And here's what happened with the children of Israel. They were running from the Spirit of God, the glory of God. Just what was remaining on Moses' face, just what was remaining on the image of Moses, they were running from, and they wanted to hide from. No, Moses, you go and seek the Lord. And here, whatever the burning, whatever's burning in the presence of God will touch many. Are you hearing me? When God's burning presence comes on an individual, when his fire comes on an individual, you cannot stop what they're, what, what's about to happen Amen. unless you choose to. There's so many things that the Lord wants to reveal. There's so much that God wants to break open for us. And I'm encouraging you tonight. I'm encouraging us tonight to continue to pursue encounter. How many of that? I'm just going to say this. If you haven't been encountering Jesus up close and in person, he's wanting to encounter you. He's wanting to take every dry place, every place where you've been dry, every place where you feel like you've been on it. You can be in Jesus covered by the blood, and still feel like you're on the backside of a desert. How many have ever been in a dry place? I'm telling you, and the Lord is saying, I want to bring springs in the desert. 
Amen. I want to bring a river in the wilderness. Amen. And there's no need to live in a place where we're without presence. Amen. I know we go through seasons and the word of the Lord is tested on people's lives. And that's okay. But I'm telling you, it always brings you back. He won't ever give you more than you can handle. Right? He wants to meet you. He wants to come and visit you in a real way. If it's not tonight, it's tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, it's the next day. And I'm telling you, there's something of the Spirit that He is looking to for you not to just grab a torch, but be the torch. Amen. fire of God came to meet Moses, he had to respond. Right? And I love this. We go back to this again. Verse 11. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? I, I, I. I, I, I. Three eyes in a sentence is not good when we're talking to the Lord. Because the reality is he wants to make his life come into you in such a way that it's not you, it's him. Mm -hmm. He's looking for a place, right? We're called to be vessels. Pre he gives us treasure, an earthen vessel. Mm -hmm. That would be the power of God, not anyone else, right? This is God's power being manifested. So here was, the, here was the deal with Moses, like every one of us. I'm not qualified. I can't do it myself. And how is this supposed to happen through me? I, me, me, I, I, and me. And the Lord's not looking for you, although he is. He's looking to manifest himself through you, right? And so when God touched him, he had to respond. But I love the fact that the Lord is just like, I'll come and be with you. And the power of heaven is wanting to be released over your life. But he's looking for a response from all of us. Because Moses had to say yes. First he had to identify himself and say, here am I. But then he had to say yes. And in the yes, you go. I can say yes and not go. Right? He said, I'll certainly be with you. And there shall be a sign to you that I've sent you. And you brought and you brought the people out of Egypt. And you shall serve God on this mountain. Amen. So when he walked by the mountain of God, he came well, he came to the mountain of God. He didn't know he was walking right into destiny. He was already in the place where he was supposed to be, and he was already in the place where he was going to bring the ch children of Israel. There was a meeting already at the landing place. He says, come now, I'll send you. And so God's looking for someone to be an instrument of deliverance. 
every one of us. And can I say this tonight? That when God speaks something over your life, it's going to surely come to pass if you're saying yes. Right? If you're saying yes to the Lord, it's going to surely come to pass. And I want to encourage you in this. That if we're just obedient, it goes back to obedience. If I'm just obedient to what he says, and I let his fire touch my life. Right? Moses allowed the fire of heaven to touch his life. And he did what he was instructed to do. And he set a whole nation free. Kings chapter 18, verse 21. I just want to review this because this is this was the prophet Elijah. And you know, says that John was a burning, shining lamp. And what sat and rested on John? It was the spirit of Elijah. And so today we've been given the spirit of Elijah. Fear the way of the Lord, right? And so we need to be those that are walking, like with laser sighting. Like nothing is going to, your face is set like flint. That God, you, you're not shuffling right and left. You're not shimmering in your, in your thoughts. Double-mindedness, there's no place for double-mindedness in this place. Right? Because when we encounter God and he says something, we go for it. We just go for it. Yeah, we count the cost because Jesus said count the cost. Because you can make it a choice not to. Right? Elisha did the same thing. When he threw, when he got his mantle thrown on him, he, Elisha, Elijah's going by and he throws the mantle and he says, well, let me say goodbye. But he takes everything that brought him prosperity, everything that he depended upon, the 12 yoke of oxen, that was his living, that was his lifestyle. He took it and burned it. And so when Jesus said to us, you count the cost. It's okay. But what I'm asking you tonight is, is, is it yes? Is it yes? Verse 21, Elijah came to all the people, right? We have the prophets of Baal, and we have the prophet Elijah, right? And the prophets of Baal, they're trying to take over the place. And Elijah meets, and he says this to the people. He says, how long will you falter between two opinions? And the people didn't answer him a word. They said, okay. What I'm going to tell you tonight is fire changes everything. Amen. I've said that before, but fire does change the opinions of man. 
And when you are filled with the fire and the presence of God, it will change people's opinions. Good or bad, it will change their opinions. And everything that we're about to step into, and, and, and the Holy Spirit has, has really set the stage, right? Last week, the table's set. I believe that the table's set, and we're ready to step into it. And here's what God's saying. I'm going to make you the fire of God. I'm going to bring the presence to you, and you will have an encounter and here's what will happen. Ready? Verse 24. They're, they're bickering back and forth. And then he says, then, then you call on the name of your gods, and I'll call on the name of my Lord. And God who answers by fire, he's God. So how does God always answer? I'm telling you, it just might be a coincidence that he showed up to Moses as a burning angel. That was Jesus showing up to Moses. It might just be by coincidence that in the book of Revelation, when he's looking and you see his face, his eyes are a flaming fire. I'm telling you that there's something about heaven and the fire of God that are together as one. Amen. And because the fire of God purifies every, every motive that's not of him, every, every sin that easily besets us inside, it'll burn it out of us. You know, I read amazing amazing quote today from John Wesley as well. It was that he was looking for a hundred people that would fear sin and chase God with all their might. That they would change the earth. And I believe it's true. Fear sin, yeah. Fear sin. Because we fear God more, we don't want to mess up. And I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And I want my life to reflect the Spirit of God. I don't want anything to, to mess with that. I want my life to look holy. And I want it to look pure, like I said. Because when we look at him, and we look into his eyes, and the, and the Jesus of Revelation looks completely different than the Jesus that was slain on the cross. And while we, I, we cannot devalue the blood of Jesus ever, it's the king of glory that's coming. Amen. And it's the king of glory who lives inside of you. Amen. And it's the king of glory who's Amen. looking for temples to, to live in and move in and to have his being in. Yeah. And so when I look at this scripture right here, when I'm looking at this event, when Elijah, he, he just did not stop. He said, stack the wood. He rebuilt the altar, the Bible says. He rebuilt the altar of the Lord. Why? Because it was broken down. And God's looking for our, the altar of our life to be restored. Because that's the place where you meet God. When I restore the altar of God in my life, then that's the place where I have communion. And that's the place where he shows up into my life. And something has to change because when I meet with Jesus, my heart's changed. And there's something that he wants to do in us. And so he goes like this. He just piles the wood up. Pile it up and add lots of water. And when you've added water, add more. And here's what the Bible says right here. He calls on, he says, in verse 36, he says, The Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God of his, in Israel, and I am your servant. See, he's humble. You think Elijah's not as humble, but he is humble. And that I've done all these things 
according to your word. And so the same thing goes with Moses. We back up. We back up in history. We go backwards. And when he, was re when he came into that encounter with the Lord, he received a word from God to go set them free. And Jesus gives all of us a commission. He goes, go into the world. Preach the gospel. Go heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Raise the dead. And cast out devils. It's not an option. It's a command. That's right. And so the Lord speaks to Elijah. And then he says, hear me, O God. Hear me that the people will know that you're the Lord God. He's pleading. He's like, God, you better show up. Come on. I've all, we've all been like that. God, you, need to, you better show up. And it says that, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Right? And now when ready, here's the change of opinion. It went from him saying, how, how long will you fall for this mistake? How long? And no one spoke a word. And usually when you're not speaking anything, someone told me I was agreeing with someone. Sometimes when you don't say anything, when people are saying the wrong things, you're in agreement with Now, when the people, when the, all the people saw it, it says that they fell on their faces and they said, what? The Lord is God. I'm telling you guys, God is wanting to change history for you. I'm telling you guys, God is wanting to have an, inter, an intervention with the church. Amen. Well, I promise you, every time. He's wanting to have an intervention with the church because we get real comfortable and we get real easy and we get laid back and God says, no, I'm looking for those who will come and meet with me on the mountain of God. I'm looking to set a blaze in front of you. Will you turn aside to it? Will you turn aside to it? Will you look at what I'm doing? And when you look at what I'm doing, will you agree with what I'm doing? Because we can see and kind of be a spectator, but not agree with it. And God, is, the Holy Spirit is really, I'm telling you guys, there's going to be a line of demarcation, and it's coming. There's a line. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good thing. Because it makes sure, it, it, it takes you from one opinion to the other opinion. You've got to make a choice, all of us, right, in this room. I have to make the choice to live my life, either burn until I burn out. It's not going to burn out. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you love Jesus more than when you met him? That's the question I'm going to ask you right now. Do you love him more than when you met him first time? Because that's the, that's the test that you have to ask. When I met Jesus, I was like, Confused. I have to be honest. I'm like, God, what are you doing in my life? Like, this is going to be crazy. I'm so happy that for the blood of Jesus. And I got lit up on fire. And then my life was transformed. Right? But I can tell you after 22 years, or whatever it is, something like that, maybe 26, actually, 26. Oh, how, how many are 26 in this? younger but after 26 years and I'm not saying this is not like an ego thing I'm saying to you my, I'm burning 
more than I was burning 10 years ago. I'm burning more than I was burning five years ago. I'm burning more than I was 25 years ago. And so I'm going to ask you for the test tonight, the litmus test. Come. We're going to close our eyes. Grace, you're going to help me. <laughs> We're going to ask the Lord tonight. I don't know. Maybe you're even, maybe you're in here and you've just been lukewarm or you've been totally away from God and you're just like, I, I don't even know. It's okay. It's a good thing. But where, where I'm going with this is I want God to light us on fire. And you know what? It doesn't come even by me laying hands on you. Right? It really doesn't. We, I believe totally in impartation. I believe last week was a blowout and I was happy. We released the torch of God. It was awesome. But what I'm saying tonight is I want people to just shut down and get with the Lord right now. I want you to look for the Lord. Snap out of your sleepiness. If you're sleepy right now, wake up. Really. Because God wants to meet with us. And, I, and I'm, I'm just like in this place where don't allow anything to keep you away from God's calling. God wants to move you into something fresh and new. And I'm telling you, close your eyes right now. And if you see, I just want you to look for the eyes of Jesus. Because when Jesus looks at you, you know, we're not looking at our normal anymore. We're not looking like in the temple. We're looking at the supernatural power and presence of God. So God, I'm asking tonight. Lord, help us to see you. Lord, I'm asking for a bush that would burn for everyone in this place. That we all see you for who you are. And Lord, when you call us out of the backside of the desert where we've been lost, where we've been without you, where we've been forsaken, where we've been betrayed, Lord, I thank you that you're there waiting for us. There's an invitation for us to come to you. And Lord, we don't, we don't step back from that. We don't shrink back from that. Lord, I pray that our lives would completely be engrossed in what you're doing. Let us look to you right now.